Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If, 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 if your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, 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 blue. this, this is the pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So let's, uh, let's take things out there. So now... Uh, the Knicks will look to get back on track in the Lone Star State. The team will begin the old Texas Triangle tonight with the Dallas Mavericks. When you think about the old Texas Triangle, you always you think about the first thing you think about Bernard King scoring those 40-point games. Um, uh, he had 50-point games in there when he went through Texas and, and, and lit up the Mavs, uh, Rockets, and the Spurs. Uh, this is the Knicks now doing that um, this way. I don't know if we'll have a guy scoring 50 in those games, but but the Knicks will be doing the old Texas Triangle, starting with the Dallas Mavericks Tuesday night. The Mavs blasted the Knicks by 21 points earlier this month. It was a game that actually sparked the Knicks' eight-game winning streak and forced Tom Thibodeau to make pretty big changes to the rotation that included taking Cam Reddish and, and Derek Rose out, inserting Deuce McBride, and shortening the rotation to nine men. So interesting to see how the Knicks have changed since they played Dallas last uh, earlier this month. Now, Jalen Brunson, who we didn't talk about in the first segment, Brunson injured his hip in the last game. So he is questionable for the return game to Dallas for him. He, of course, left the Mavericks in free agency. We talked talk last week about how the Knicks got a uh, tampering charge and they, they were forced to lose a second-round pick in 2025. Boo-hoo. Uh, you know, I shed one tear, I guess, for losing a top 25, a, a 2025 second round pick. But um, that was the price for Jalen Brunson. So this was supposed to be his return game to Dallas. That may not happen for him. We'll see if he goes on the Dallas front. They're actually pretty banged up. They are on a three game win streak. But uh, Frank Nilakina, Nick fans know and love, um, he's questionable. 
so is Kemba Walker, another guy Knicks fans are familiar with. Both guys are questionable. Kemba had played logged some big minutes a couple uh games ago, and 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 he hasn't really recovered great since then, which again, Knicks fans know all too well. So uh he didn't play the last game. He's questionable for this game. In terms of people who will be out for the game Tuesday night, Dorian Finney Smith won't play. Maxi Kleber and Josh Green also remain out for Dallas. So um, like I said before, this is an interesting matchup because of just what happened last time these two teams played. The Knicks got absolutely drilled by the Mavericks. And I know I said it was a 21-point loss, but it, it was it, – to me, the, the game wasn't that close. I mean, the Knicks were down almost by 40 points. They might have actually been down by 40 points at parts of that game. It was a game that I thought would lead to the firing of Tom Thibodeau. That did not happen, and the Knicks turned it around that next night. They played the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Donovan Mitchell came in and a lot of hoopla about how that would go. And the Knicks uh, had one of their grittier wins of the season and it sparked uh, this big winning streak. And, and now here we are. Now the Knicks have lost three straight. Now they face a Dallas team that's hot. Dallas beat uh, the Lakers on Christmas Day in a game that was pretty ho-hum. They, they pretty much dominated the Lakers for much of that game. Anthony Davis did not play. Uh, Dallas had a very balanced attack in that one. Um, they had two three guys score more than 25 points uh, Luka Doncic the all-world uh all everything star for the Mavericks scored 32 uh nine assists nine rebounds in that game Christian Wood 30 in the game this first one of the first times starting that's a, a recent adjustment Dallas has made of course they've kind of had no choice given some of the injuries but uh Christian Wood has not started much this season he started this one and he had a, a big game for them he had eight uh eight rebounds and seven assists to go along with those 30 points and a guy who killed the Knicks last time, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, 26 points. And he was big in that in that win they had earlier this month as well. So should be an interesting matchup. I think from the Knicks front, I, I think it will be interesting in terms of matchups to watch. It's going to be that Randall, uh, that Randall Wood matchup potentially uh, because Randall typically mauls the Dallas Mavericks, especially when the Knicks travel to Dallas. That is his hometown. He gets up for that game, and one of the more consistent things about Randall is almost regardless of who, how well he's playing in a particular season, uh, he's going to play well against Dallas. It was actually surprising that he didn't play well the last game and how poorly Nick played overall as a team. Nick's typically owned Dallas, except for that last game. So now that you don't have Dorian Finney-Smith, who's an excellent defender, Massey Cleaver, who's an excellent defender, those guys out, you think that Randall should have his way. He's going to get uh, – plenty of Christian Wood. Uh, he's going to get some uh, Davies Bertans guarding him. Powell, I'm sure, will get a look on him. I wouldn't be surprised if even Bullock gets some some time against him. The, the Dallas don't play very big. I mean, Wood played essentially center in that game against the Lakers. Uh, Bertans and Powell came off the bench. Those are two bigs. Uh, but otherwise, you had you know Hardaway and, and Bullock playing a lot of four. So that will be an interesting thing to watch. Like, like how do the Knicks adjust to Dallas when they do go small and and how will Dallas kind of guard Randall who is on a tear I mean he's I mean now I know he didn't finish that game well but if you look at kind of how he's played of late he he's now putting together like a good month of basketball like a really good month of basketball and we look at his season totals now he's averaging 23 points and nine rebounds and he's shooting a, a pretty good percentage on those numbers he's shooting 46 percent from the field 33 percent from three not great but not terrible uh all-star numbers for Julius Randle. So when you look at this matchup, how the, the, the Mavericks will be able to defend Randle, given how small they've been playing, I think will be interesting. 
I expect the Mavericks to play a ton of zone. <laughs> the Mavericks are a team that actually do they do play zone. Like that's not like something that's like uh, not part of their strategy. Jason Kidd will throw in zone here and there. So uh, and you know they just when they watch the tape of the Knicks, they of course watch the last game. So um, they may not start in zone, but if they went to zone in the first quarter, that wouldn't surprise me. I think that you'll see them play plenty of zone to try to mitigate maybe some of those uh, individual matchup problems they could have of playing just a smaller starting lineup. Maybe they, they could be changes to the starting lineup given how the Knicks play. You know, we'll see as well because the Lakers weren't necessarily that big in the last game either. So um, Dallas was allowed to play small. But Dallas is a team that's also comfortable playing small. Uh, they love to have as many shooters as they can on the floor so that um, Luka could just get into the paint and just spray it out to all these shooters. And essentially that's what we saw in that last blowout that the Dallas, Maver- Dallas Mavericks had over the Knicks. So will the Knicks be able to uh, guard the three much better in this game will be crucial. Dallas had 18 threes against the Lakers. Um, and that was big, uh, big part of their victory against the Lakers. They had, they had a 51 point third quarter, which is insane. They beat the, they beat the Lakers by 30 points in the third quarter. I didn't even know that. I'm looking at this box score now. That is nuts. Um, so, you know, Dallas, as we, the Lakers saw, the Knicks saw, you know, they can really, when they get hot, particularly from three, it could be an avalanche. So the Knicks are going to have to cover the three much better. They have a, you know, a, a different lineup than the players they were playing the last time Dallas Mavericks uh, played the Knicks. So you would think they should be, you know, better equipped to guard them. But the Knicks did have trouble against uh, Niang and Harden and and the, the Sixers shooters. Uh, by the way, I didn't mention, but I thought DeAnthony Melton had a really great game too. He continues to play really well for the Sixers. So that's going to be a, a big key here. And um and of course you know what happens with Brunson you know Brunson is uh, questionable when they asked Tibbs about it after the game he didn't really have much to say about it other than he was being evaluated for a sore hip and that that was it so we know how important Brunson is to the squad uh he is the the leader the captain he is the guy that kind of stirs the drink when it comes to the Knicks offense so uh, particularly if they the Mavs do go in zone they want any chance uh, in terms of being able to execute offense consistently you'd want to have Jalen Brunson out here so. Uh, should be a interesting game. I expect the Knicks to play well. That's the weird thing about this losing streak is that I don't feel like the Knicks have played particularly poorly overall in any of these games. They've had bad parts of these games, but I, I thought they played pretty well in Toronto given it was a back-to-back and they were shorthanded. They lost a close game. I thought they played particularly well against Chicago and they didn't make free throws. <laughs> And throws in it's a shot that wins hits them that beats them, you know, essentially at the buzzer. And I, for three quarters, I thought they played great against the Sixers. The Sixers are a really good team. The Sixers are my pick to come out of the Eastern Conference, and they're starting to look more like that caliber team recently. And the Knicks dominated them in the first quarter. I thought the Knicks played them essentially to a standstill in the second and third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, Avalanche hit. So the Knicks have played particularly well. That does maybe concern me that a letdown like a real true letdown tap is possible like a game where you know they just don't come out to play and then they lose by 15 points but i don't know it just feels like the knicks uh they kind of have the right mix of players playing at this point and i think that some of the desperation you we saw from teams like toronto and chicago when the knicks played those teams i think you'll see the knicks play with that kind of desperation in dallas because the knicks know now they, they have to start getting back on this winning track they had a nice little cushion in the standings when they um when they uh when they went on that eight game winning streak they got to that sixth spot 
but you know anybody who who's followed the NBA recently knows that like, the difference between six and, and ten is not that different in the NBA nowadays and difference from being in that sixth spot and being in the playoffs and being in the seventh spot or eighth spot and being in the play in also a big difference so the Knicks still in position with that sixth seed but now only a half game up on the Hawks who are right behind them uh the Pacers and Heat are just one game behind them they're ninth and tenth and even the Raptors who Knicks lost to are only two and a half games behind so uh you can't afford to kind of lose four or five in a row and and, and you know, these are, are, are crucial games so uh, I think Knicks will, will play well um I don't know if I would say I expect them to win, but I think they have a good shot to win this game. The Knicks typically do play well in Dallas. I think keys again will be Ken Brunson go. What will Knicks do when the when the mass play zone? And then also, of course, uh, how Randall, um, how they go, how Dallas guard Randall. And I think the Knicks also have an interesting question about um, how they guard Luca because we know Grimes will get the assignment initially. Luca is a menace, so he's going to draw fouls. So similar to Harden. He's kind of like the new heart in the NBA, essentially, but he's somehow bigger. So Quinn Grimes gets the assignment. Okay, he gets two fouls. Let's say that happens the first quarter. What happens next? Who gets that assignment after? Because similar to the Siakam ordeal, you would think that a player, the caliber of Luka, the size of Luka, that someone like Cam Reddish would make sense. And I don't want to be make this a Cam Reddish podcast every time Knicks play against a good wing. Say, hey, Cam Reddish should play. I know we talked about that with the Chicago game as well. But I do want to point that out that, okay, you know, Luca is a different monster than even Siakam or DeRozan. So if Luca gets uh, Grimes in foul trouble, who guards Luca besides RJ Barrett? Because uh, Queen, uh, I mean, Emmanuel quickly is much too small. Deuce McBride, much too small. Uh, it does become a bit of a problem. You can't put like Jericho Sims on him. So that will also, I think, be a storyline foul in this game. Knicks and Mavs, big one in Dallas. 